Merry Christmas and welcome to New City Online. This is my favorite service of the year. And though Christmas looks a little bit different this year, we're so excited that you're celebrating Christmas Eve with us. I'm Ron Dasher, I'm the online pastor here at New City. And if it's your first time tuning in with us, we wanna say a special welcome to you. If you wanna learn more about New City Church, you can do so by going to our website, newcity.us. Or if you have questions or if you wanna connect with us, you can do that by sending me an email directly, rdasher at newcity.us. And around here, we believe we're never more like Jesus than when we give. That's why each Christmas, we take up a Christmas serve offering where we give 100% of it away. This year, we're supporting two local partners here in the Charlotte area, as well as a global partner. You can learn more about these partnerships as well as give by going to a website we put together just this year, christmasatnewcity.us. We truly hope this service is a blessing to you. From our New City family to yours, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Let's worship together. And joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And heaven and nature sing. And heaven and nature sing. And
breaking through the silence with glory in the highest the hope of all creation resting in his mother's arms a song on the horizon ringing through the heavens the long-awaited savior he's come to set the captives free he's come to set the captives free Set us free. earth to save us. Lord, we praise you forevermore. Oh, we thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen.
Well, the prophet Isaiah wrote these words to us almost 700 years before the very first Christmas, describing what Christmas really is. He wrote this in Isaiah chapter 7, verse 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son and call his name Emmanuel. And the name, the word Emmanuel means God with us. And that's really what we're here to celebrate together tonight. No matter where you are and where you're gathered, we're here at New City Online to celebrate the message of Christmas, that God came to us, Emmanuel. He came to be with us, to to live with us, to explain himself to us, especially this year where it's been such a year that's, that stands apart and is so different from every other year. This Christmas is so different, isn't it, from every other Christmas. And we've been introduced this year to so many storylines and headlines that, that we could have never imagined. I mean, words like social distancing and pivoting and bubbles and vaccines and pandemics and Fauci. We, we've had storylines repeated this year, painful stories of um, inequities and division and politics. I mean, the reality is historians will write about different sections of 2020 and they could teach classes on different sections of 2020. It's been a year full of so many different stories and headlines. And I I wanna challenge you, again, no matter where you may be gathered tonight to celebrate Christmas, I wanna challenge you as we think about the storylines and the headlines of 2020, as confusing and frustrating and difficult as it's been, it's changed us. You know, stories change us. This year has changed us. I, I wonder how this year has changed you. I wonder what you feel when you think about 2020, when you reflect back on it. Stories have a way of changing us and they connect us with our past and our present and, and even our future. And I, I wanna tell you a story tonight that has been changing people ever since the year that it happened. And it was, a, it was a headline in the year that it happened and it continues to be a headline in all the years that follow the Christmas story. And here's the deal, guys. The more you know the Christmas story, the story of Jesus, Emmanuel coming to be with us, the more you actually know your own story The more you know the Christmas story, the more it starts to make sense of the stories that we find ourselves in today, even in this year, 2020. You know, just like our own stories in our lives, every story has characters. And you may be familiar with some of the stories or some of the characters of, of the Christmas story, but I wanna introduce you to some characters tonight that maybe you're not as familiar with that have a vantage point. They have a perspective on the Christmas story that I think maybe this year more than any other year, we need to see and we need to experience. If you have a copy of the scriptures, the Christmas story is found in Luke, the second chapter. And I wanna read a little bit to you, uh, to, uh, a little bit of it to you tonight, particularly from the perspective of the shepherds. So if you have a copy of the scriptures, open to Luke chapter two, And let's look together at verses eight through 20. Let me read it to you. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David, a savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. 
And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace be among those whom he is pleased. When the angel went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. Verse 16, and they went with haste and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known to them the saying that had been told them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things, pondering them in her heart. Verse 20, and the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, just as it had been told to them. Well, who are these characters, the shepherds, that play such a major part in the Christmas story? I mean, all these verses in Luke chapter two are devoted to these characters, the shepherds. Well, we know from verse eight, look at it with me in chapter two, that they're in the same region of Bethlehem. They're, they're out in a field. We know that they're keeping watch over their flock like a good shepherd would do. And we know that it's nighttime. Uh, we also know of the shepherds just in the first century when in that very first Christmas that, that shepherds were like the, the low rung of all of the society. They, they were looked down upon by other people. They were, they were really outcast. You know, they, they, they smelled like animals. They weren't accepted into the mainstream culture. They didn't have a lot of money. They were seen as really second-class citizens. And we also know from a religious perspective that they weren't allowed into the temple in Jerusalem. So just like all Jews would gather together in Jerusalem for different festivals and celebrations around the temple, they weren't allowed to be a part of that because shepherds were considered to be unclean, not worthy to come into the presence of God. And, and, and I love this about the, the Christmas story and from the perspective of the shepherds, because as we're, we're introduced to them and understanding who they are, we see really who God is and we see more of the Christmas story. And again, the more we know this story, the more we know our own story. I love what Thomas Merton said. I, I think maybe he had the, the shepherds in mind and some of these other characters of the Christmas story in mind. He said, he said um, the ox and the donkey understood more of the Christmas story than even the high priest of Jerusalem. Don't you love that? I mean, these, these other characters and even animals who got to witness this miracle of Emmanuel, God with us in Bethlehem, they understood more of the true Christmas story than even the high priest and the religious people in Jerusalem. So as we think about who the shepherds are, we know they were outcast. We, we know that they were considered to be unclean and not welcomed into the temple. But we also know that God himself chose to invite them into the Christmas story. And that's such a great learning for us as, as we look at the Christmas story from their vantage point, from their perspective. And there's a couple of things I think specifically that, that we can all learn together this Christmas, maybe more than any other Christmas in 2020 from the perspective of the shepherds and the Christmas story. And just three simple things. If you, if you have some notes to, to take, maybe, maybe just, just write these three things down because I think as we look at the, the Christmas story, we can see how, how God works and speaks through, through each of us in two each of us specifically through the characters of, of, of the shepherds. The first is that, that God meets us where we are. God meets us where we are. Look, look specifically at verses nine and 10. The angel of the Lord appears to them. The, the shepherds don't come to the temple. The shepherds don't work their way towards God. God meets them right where they are. 
the, the glory of the Lord, the Bible says here in verse eight, shone around them. Can you imagine that? What that must have felt like? I love this, this picture from the video that we saw earlier of the shepherds out in that field at night, right by Bethlehem and the glory of the Lord shining around them. This, this angel and then the multitude of angels appearing to the shepherds and speaking to them. Well, I mean, what does that tell us about God? As we look at this vantage point of the Christmas story of shepherds being out in a field at night, and yet God invites them into Christmas and they get to be a part of it. And what does that tell us about God himself? It tells us that God meets us, each of us, right where we are, just like he met the shepherds. They, they didn't do anything to work their, their way to God. God worked his way to them. And that's the Christmas story, that God comes and meets us. You know, every other world religion, in essence, says that you have to step and work your way towards God, either through your meritorious behavior or your virtues or your acts of religiosity or whatever it might be. You've got to do something to, to step towards God. Christianity alone and the Christmas story shares with us that God worked his way to us, that God stepped towards us, that God met us and meets us wherever you might be tonight. God meets you where you are. And I think, again, this year more than any other year, this vantage point, the perspective of the shepherds, and, and, and their uh, part of the Christmas story informs us more of, of who we are and how we fit into the Christmas story. You know, this whole year has been about distancing yourself from other people because they might have a disease, they might have a virus that could get you sick. And so we have to keep them at a distance. But think about this. The Christmas story tells us again tonight that God stepped towards us and took upon us, took upon himself our sickness. We were sick and broken people and yet God stepped towards us. He came close to us, Emmanuel, God with us, and took on our uh, sickness and our, our virus of sin, if you will, on himself. That is the message of Christmas. But not only that, what else can we learn from the, the shepherd's perspective, their, their vantage point, these characters of Christmas? Well, first of all, that, that God meets us where we are, but, but secondly, that God loves us as we are. Look, look at verses 11 through 14. The message of, of the angel to the shepherds as they're out in the, the, the field that night, he says, for unto you, he makes it personal, for unto you, and, and, and it's personal to each of us tonight. The message of Christmas is for each of you. It's for e every single one of us that God came to us. And what did he come to be? He came to be, look at verse 11, a savior who is Christ the Lord, God's anointed one who was sent to be our savior, to save us from what? To save us from ourselves, our own sickness, our own sin, our own unrighteousness, the ways that we fall short of God's standard and the ways that we disappoint ourselves and other people. God came to save us from, from that. And he is gonna give us a sign. I love this word, that the sign's gonna be a baby that's going to be born into this world that we know to be Christ, God himself, who was born into humanity that became one of us, to live among us, to live a life that we could not live, to, to be the perfect sacrifice for each of our sins because he loves us so much. 
The shepherds got to hear the good news, this good news of who Jesus came to be for us, a savior and a Lord, the anointed one of God sent for us to live among us. They got to hear it. Think about this. They got to hear the Christmas story that you're hearing tonight before anybody else got to. I mean, the angel visits Joseph and Mary and they have an insight, but among the other characters, they know first. And I love this because as we think about who the shepherds were, remember they were unclean, they were outcast, and yet God chooses them to be the first ones to hear this good news. What does that tell you about God? It tells you that he loves to meet people where they are and love them just as they are. And that if you feel unlovable tonight, if you feel lonely, if you feel rejected, if you feel hurt, if you feel disappointed, confused, which don't we all? at different seasons and points in our lives, that God meets us in those places, that he steps towards us and he loves us just as we are. But watch this. He loves you enough to not leave you as you are. God loves you just as you are, but he loves you enough not to leave you as you are. He calls you into a a bigger story. He calls you into something so much more than your own little story, your own little part in this world. And that's the third thing. God meets us where we are. He loves us as we are. He's he's our savior. He's the one that, that came to do for us what we could not do for ourselves. But then finally, God calls us. He calls you to be more of who you really are. And you say, Chris, what does that mean? It means that God made you for something so much more than your own story. God invites you into this story, the Christmas story. And remember, the more you know this, the more you understand who Jesus is, the more you understand who you are. And so as the the shepherds see the sky that's full of angels and as they say, hey, unto you this day in the city of David, a savior is born. And this is gonna be good news for all people. They hear that and they are themselves invited into that story. I mean, look at verses 15 and all the way through the end of of the story here in verse 20. They, They go to Bethlehem, right? And they see the baby and they're the first ones. This is amazing. They're the first ones to confirm to Mary and Joseph who Jesus really is. Isn't that so cool? These shepherds who were the outcast and the lonely and the ones that people discarded and the ones that people considered unclean. I mean, they couldn't even come in to worship God and yet God steps towards them. You know, C.S. Lewis said it this way. I love it. Be careful not to think too highly of yourself and your own story. Jesus was born in a barn. The the, the higher that we think about our own selves and our own story, the more difficult it is for us to see ourselves as a part of God's story. But when we we right-size our part in all this, when, when we decrease and we can lower ourselves and humble ourselves, the bigger God becomes, the bigger his story becomes. And God invites each and every one of us into that story The shepherds get invited into God's story. And you know what's interesting as you you look at verse 20, after they see Jesus, after they proclaim to Mary and Joseph, this is who Jesus is. This is what was told to us by the angel that he's the savior, he's the Christ, he's the Lord. They confirm that message of Christmas to Mary and Joseph. Then they go back where? They go back to the field. They go back to their jobs. They go back to to, to the dark night, if you will but they go back completely changed. Look at verse 20. They go back doing what? They return glorifying and praising God for all that they had heard, all that they had seen, all that had been told to them. 
So tonight as we come back to this Christmas story and we hear it again, maybe in a little bit different way from a different vantage point, from different characters, but we hear the truth of who Jesus is. We, we, we hear about this God who came to live among us, Emmanuel, God with us. We are invited to, to, to be a part of that story and to return back to our lives as, as parents, as grandparents, as, as business professionals, as teachers, as doctors, as lawyers, as nurses, all the different various places and stories that God's called us into. But we return doing what? Just like the shepherds glorifying God and praising him and remembering what we've seen and what we've heard and what's been told to us in this story because we've been invited into something bigger than our own stories. And isn't that what all of us want? We wanna be a part of something bigger. We want our lives to have purpose and meaning. Where does that come from? Well, the Bible says that God has placed eternity in our hearts, that there's something that is void and lost without this story, without this understanding of who God is. And that God came to us and and met us and loves us and calls us to be more of who he made us to be, to be his sons, to be his daughters, to be invited into his family. Not, Not from what we could do, but what God did to reach us. That's the Christmas story. God came to call you to be who you really are. And and here's the deal, guys. God didn't call you to to, to just read about his story in a a history book or or to listen to it in a sermon even. God called you to experience his story, to to experience himself, to, to, to see it, to hear it, to be told about it, to be invited into it. Jesus didn't come for you to read about him in a history book. He came for you to experience him in your own life, your own story, and to invite you to be who he made you to be, his son, his daughter, a part of his bigger story. Here's the bottom line. Here's the bottom line. If you you don't remember anything else from this Christmas message in 2020, please remember this. The more you know the Christmas story, the story that we've heard tonight, the more you know that story, the more you know your own story. The more you know the Christmas story, the more you know the Christ who has come to explain himself to you and to invite you into relationship, not by your works, but by grace through your simple faith and belief in what he has done for you. Emmanuel, God with us. The darker our reality becomes, and even this year, as we look back on it, we remember the headlines and the stories. The, the, the darker our reality in this world becomes, the brighter the reality of heaven becomes. I mean, just think, just, just for the last minute here, think back on what that must have been like on, in that dark field, on that cold Bethlehem night out in the fields for the shepherds. And all of a sudden, the sky is lit up with angels singing and glorifying God and announcing the Christmas story to them. And I think he does the same thing for us tonight. In a world that's full of darkness and disappointment and confusion, the the darkness around us is lit up with the Christmas story and the announcement of who God came to be to us. On this holy night so many years ago, God came to us. Long lay the world, the old Christmas hymn reminds us. Maybe this year more than any other year. Long lay the world in sin and error, pining till he appeared and the soul felt its worth. 
a thrill of hope. The weary world rejoices. O night divine, the night when Christ was born. To him alone be the glory. Would you pray with me? Let's pray together. God, we thank you tonight. We thank you for coming to us, for not leaving us unto ourselves, for not leaving us in our disappointments this year, our confusion, our frustration, but you came to us to explain yourself to us and to invite us into your forever family not by our works or by our religiosity or anything that we could do, but only by your saving grace. Would you help us tonight, maybe more than any other time, would you help us this year to know your Christmas story, the story of God coming to us? And would that move us to a place of believing you and trusting you like never before? either trusting you for the first time in a relationship to invite you as our, our Savior, as our Lord, or recommitting ourselves tonight to following you for who you really are, the Christ, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. Would you give us the wisdom to know what you're speaking to us tonight from the Christmas story? And would you help each and every one of us, wherever we may be tonight, to go now and to live in the light of who you are, Jesus. We pray in your name. Amen. Oh, yeah.
is life and that life is the light of all mankind the light shines in the darkness and the darkness will never overcome it in a year that has been full of darkness in the world and maybe even in your life the hope that we have tonight the hope that we celebrate together tonight is the light of Jesus that will never be overcome from our new city family to your family, Merry Christmas.